what do you eat for breakfast most days? Well, since I hate eggs, I usually eat some sort of breakfast meat like bacon or sausage and a vegetable. So usually sweet potato hash or regular hash browns or even shredded Brussels. What's your favorite go-to snack? I'm actually not a huge snacker and I blame the Whole30 for that. So my go-to is probably like a banana and some kind of nut butter and I've really been crushing on some cashew butter recently. What's your favorite takeout food? Goodness, I think because of budget, we actually never do takeout. But if you're looking for what type of food we love to eat, it's definitely Mexican food. What's your top favorite three pantry items? This is hard. I think chicken breasts. Chicken is in like 90% of the recipes that I make. Another favorite because of the paleo diet is Otto's cassava flour. It's really revolutionized my paleo baking. And then lastly, another paleo staple is coconut aminos. So it tastes like soy, but it's derived from coconut. Any kitchen gadgets you just can't live without? Goodness, I cannot live without my Vitamix. Hey, Tedra. Hey, Jade. So we're interviewing Caroline Fossil today. She's from Olive You Whole. Olive, like the olive you eat. She's a paleo food blogger with tons of Whole30 recipes on her site. You're all going to love this conversation. We really want to encourage everybody to go over to her website afterwards because she has so much to offer on her website. She does health coaching for anyone wanting to do a Whole30 or go paleo or just get in a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. She also offers tons of tutorials from natural remedies to essential oil recipes, a lot of stuff for little kiddos and babies, how to detox your home, even some yoga workouts. Plus, she does a lot of product reviews over there, which is super helpful when you're standing in the protein bar aisle and there's like a thousand bars to choose from. So she's like, tells you which is best. So we're liking it. Yeah. Her site's a great resource. Check it out, you guys. For years, we've all been following some of the most inspiring bloggers and social media influencers online. Simply put, we get inspired. The next best thing to following our favorite influencers is hearing their stories straight from them. So listen in as we get to know Caroline. Hi, Caroline. Hey. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Where are you calling from? I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta. Yeah. One of my best buddies is from Savannah. Yeah, I was just there this weekend. We lived there for two years. Oh, wow. Are you originally from Georgia? I'm from Nashville, and I went to UGA, fell in love, and have never left. (laughs) Oh, my word. Tedder and I actually just traveled. We were moving up here to D.C., and she was helping me move, and we stopped in Nashville. And, oh, my word, I loved it. So it just gets better and better. It's so fun. Yeah, delicious food, too. Yes. So what did you study in school? Oh, I studied graphic design and advertising. And let's see, you're married with two kids, I think. Yep, two kiddos now. She's almost, Ella's almost five, and Owen is two. Awesome. So you're in the thick of it. <laughs> totally. In the, I don't know. We're kind of like getting out of the thick of it. They're both so easy now that it's like, oh, we made it. <laughs> I'm not jealous. I'm like a year off from you. Yeah, there you go. You'll get there. <laughs> yes. Okay, so web design. Did you always have food blogging in mind or how did that? No, I definitely didn't. I did graphic design for a bit exclusively, you know, and we were always really into health. Like we were vegan for five years and then we read the Whole30 book, It Starts With Food. And it really was just like the happy medium between my kind of crazy health nut-ness <laughs> 
<laughs> and my husband is a doctor. So he at the time was in medical school and he's clearly very scientific. So that book really just kind of married the two for us. And then we did a whole 30 and then we've been paleo ever since. And I kind of naively thought that there weren't enough recipes out there for the paleo diet or for the Whole30 program. And so I started all of you home, Mm. even though come to find out there are tons of people doing this, but it worked out. So I'm thankful. Yeah. When did you, there's a lot now, but I mean, first of all, I use, I feel like all the sites, I love having all of the different choices. Sure. Right. But when did you get started? So we read It Starts With Food in May of 2014, did a Whole30 in June of 2014. It was a transition for sure. I don't know that I would suggest doing it the way we did it. but And then I pretty much immediately started my blog in July. What? Almost four years. Oh, wow. So what were you, like, what did your diet look like before? Yeah, it was still pretty veggie friendly, which we've maintained, but no meat at all. So... You're a vegetarian? Yeah. So we are vegan or mostly, I mean, I say that loosely, but like vegetarian, vegan. So yeah, more beans, definitely a lot more grains. So it was a really tough transition, but we're thankful for where we are now. Okay. So back up a second. (laughs) You were not eating meat and then you started eating meat overnight. It was so hard. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't do it the same now, especially because at the time when we started, we had been vegetarian for five years. And so I didn't even like meat. Like when we started Whole30, I I literally did not like meat. And because you need to be eating kind of a moderate amount of meat in order to stay full and, you know, get your nutritional, you know, get all the things that you need. It was really hard. I mean, I was just starving the whole time, which is not how the Whole30 is supposed to be. So now I do a Whole30. It's so easy peasy. You know, it's really, really close to how we eat all the time. But shoot, that first one, (laughs) it was pretty brutal. (laughs) It was brutal. Oh my word. That's such a transition. So you must have really like bought into the science behind the book. We did. And at first we just really wanted to try it. You know, you see all of the health benefits from it and we wanted to see if, you know, maybe it would help us have even more energy. And it's crazy because now I'm in better shape now than after two kids than I was pre two kids and like working out in college, you have nothing but time, you know? So I'm like thinner and, you know, in better shape and have more energy now with two kids than I did without. So it's just nuts. I mean, I can testify to that myself. I couldn't believe it after my first whole 30 that I just, I saw so much healing in my body, but then also just the energy and the mind clearness. I could not believe it. I fought the paleo life. Kicking right? for I so know. I know. I know. It seems super hard, but then you get into it and realize it just feels kind of natural, you know? Yeah. And it's the food's delicious. I mean, I really don't feel deprived most of the time. Yeah, we don't either. So. So do you have a food philosophy? I mean, are you like 100% paleo or kind of 80-20 or? We pretty much eat 
like almost 100% of the time paleo at home. And when it's not paleo, it's like beans and chili or corn or something, you know, nothing that extreme. You're not loading up on queso or something. Yeah, not loading up on queso. So we're pretty much entirely dairy-free, gluten-free at home. And then when we go out, we still try to make healthy choices and we definitely make choices knowing how food affects us. So I'm lactose intolerant. And so I know what types of dairy I can eat and what types I absolutely cannot. So, you know, we're still making conscious choices when we're eating out, but we're just way less intense. So that's the balance that we have reached and kind of our, it's probably not even 80-20, but, you know, our letting go sometimes. And that's been a pretty good balance for us. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when you're eating out, you just sort of have to allow a little bit of this or that. And you want to enjoy it too. You know, it's about the experience and especially we're paleo by choice, right? Because we think it's the healthiest way to eat. And so I think if we had some kind of autoimmune disease or some reason health-wise that we had to, I definitely wouldn't flex as much, but it's a balance of enjoying your life and trying to live the healthiest life you can. Yeah, it's interesting to talk to you because I am in the category of I sort of feel like I have to do paleo. I've got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and it's the classic story, right? Like last ditch effort is fine. I'll try this diet. And then it just it positively affected my life so greatly that there's no going back. But it's always interesting to me to talk to the people who are completely sold on the paleo lifestyle and living it and they don't have to. Right. I know. I totally feel you. I feel like a lot of my followers are in your boat. So yeah. And then getting back to the blog, I'm curious. It's like a new blog. You said 2014 it started? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the summer will be four years. That's incredible. Did you feel like, I mean, gosh, I have so many questions. First of all, did you do all the technology on your own? I'm curious about that. Yeah, I've I've done a lot on my own. I'd say I did everything on my own until this past year, 2017. I kind of outsourcing was kind of the word of my year, which helped a lot. But until 2017, yeah, I was doing everything my own. I really felt prepared. A lot of things aligned for me just because my first job out of college was at a web design and development firm. So I had the skills to create a WordPress site and customize it to my brand. And I was a brand designer, so I could create my own brand. You know, there were a lot of things that were already skill sets that I had that really helped me start. I was really, really thankful for that. But recently, I've outsourced some photography, some social media things. I have a virtual assistant that helps with all the things. So I've been able to, you know, bring on some help, which has been so helpful. (laughs) Nice. No joke, especially with kids. So did you feel like the blog started, like, was it a gradual growth or did something happen social media wise that kind of flip flopped it for you and, and it grew quickly overnight? What was, would that look like? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely really, really slow at first. I mean, I remember the days of being like 52, 52 people care, you know, like (laughs) no one is here, but it feels like so many people. So yeah, it was totally a slow grow, especially like, shoot, I wouldn't suggest scrolling all the way back, but if you do, I mean, you know, I just didn't know a ton about photography or like what to post and stuff like that. It's funny to look back. 
But really, I attribute a ton of my success just to this Whole30 community that's so amazing. And I've been able to be featured on the Whole30 blog, and I've posted to Whole30 recipes two separate times, and I'm posting again in March. And so, I mean, shoot, with the growth of their platform, I think the first time I posted, they probably had about 300,000 followers to the Whole30 recipes Instagram. I think the second time was probably about 600,000 and now they're at a million. So that's 21 posts over the course of a week to a million people. I mean, that definitely helped a ton for sure. Just that exposure. That's cool. I thought I did see you did a whole 30 takeover on Instagram at some point, didn't you? Yeah, um, I've only taken over Whole30 recipes, but some of my content has been featured on Whole30, yeah. Yeah, and I I do feel like it. it's like a family sort of. It sort of is telling us where we're at in America and the world. Like People are just taking a lot bigger interest in their diets and health and banding together for good recipes. Yeah, so I definitely think that the community aspect and just the encouraging environment is what draws people to Whole30. And in addition to, I think it's just such a grassroots word of mouth, like people do it. And it's like, man, 30 days later, you've lost 20 pounds, you, you know, you have all these amazing results. So people just hear that and want to join in. Yeah, it's definitely worth a try. It's always the same thing. Like, well, what do you have to lose? Just try it for 30 days. (laughs) Exactly. And it's only 30 days. So it feels so attainable. That's right. So back up a little bit, you said you had a job out of college. I'm trying to find out like, how'd you decide to do the blog? Like just out of the blue, like, I think I'll be a food blogger now. Let's design a website. (laughs) Well, it's funny because it was not at all what it is now. Like when it started, it was like, this is a fun hobby that sometimes I'll post what I eat. And even before I started my blog, I remember my mom telling me recently, like, it's so funny looking back. We all used to roll your eyes every time you posted about your food, you know, like on your private Instagram, like, here's my vegan taco, you know, whatever. And then look where you are now, you know, so it's always kind of been a part of me, but it really became a lot more of what I do. So we got married and we wanted to wait almost 10 years. Like we wanted to wait until 2020 (laughs) to have kids and we got pregnant. Yeah. Just kidding. We got pregnant six weeks later. Oh my word. Six weeks. You said six. Oh, six weeks. (laughs) So not a honeymoon baby, but like honeymoon phase baby for sure. She was born at 30 weeks. So premature baby eight months after you get married. That's what happened. So she was born eight months after we got married because she was born two months early. So I pretty quickly had to work from home. The company I worked for in Savannah was super generous and let me work from home. And then I kind of started doing my own graphic design from home uh, and had a lot of graphic design clients. And then as my blog grew, I was just able to dedicate more and more time to it. So now it's almost entirely what I do. It's my full-time job now. And both the kiddos are in school, so I can dedicate a lot more time to it. But yeah, I think Ella being born was really the instigator of figuring out how to work from home. And then, you know, as the blog grew, I was able to do it more and more. That's incredible. Yeah, so she's my little miracle in so many ways. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So now a whole other part of your blog I noticed is the essential oils you talk about and detoxing your home. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into that and where you're at now? Sure. So I, I actually started using essential oils 
almost the exact same time I started my blog. And once again, it was little Ella who got me into it because she was teething. So (laughs) every mom out there is going to roll her eyes and know what I'm talking about. You know, it's pretty terrible. I went to the store to get Gel because that's, you know, what I used when I was little. And I remember that. And, And I just remember looking at the bottle, didn't have ingredients listed, something didn't jive and I didn't want to use it. And so that was the first moment of like, you know, I want a natural option. And and that was her first ailment that she ever really got. So I went to a super cute local store in Savannah called Brighter Day. It's a little market there. And I just got a random bottle of clove oil because I Googled natural solutions for teething and it said clove oil. So I think at the time I couldn't have even really told you that that was an essential oil. I just the internet told me and I went and bought it. It's so, so Yeah, exactly. Something something about this. I you know, I didn't even look at brands. I just looked at prices and got the cheapest thing. So I used that as a teething solution. I diluted it a ton and tried it out on my gums first, put it on her gums, and it worked. It worked so well. So then when I started my blog, I thought, you know, I'd really love to do essential oil recipes and be able to use essential oils for my health coaching clients and stuff like that. So then I looked at all the brands and I chose doTERRA. And so I signed up with them the same time I started my blog. So that's definitely been a part of what I do is sharing essential oils with people, helping them know how to use them, using them with our family like crazy. So yeah, it's been awesome. That's awesome. And then detoxing the home as well, right? Like, is that cleaning products or what What does that look like? Yeah. So we've just pretty much taken all chemicals and toxins out of our home. So really one by one, as I would run out of something, I would figure out a recipe, how to make my own stuff. So all of our cleaners and our laundry detergent and our dishwasher detergent and all of our sprays and our toilet bowl cleaner, like everything I make myself. So I use essential oils and a few, really you use kind of the same ingredients for everything. Vinegar. (laughs) Yeah. Vinegar and baking soda and super washing soda and borax and just all the same things. So yeah, I just make, I get everything in bulk (laughs) and yeah, I just make my own stuff. So it's kind of overwhelming to, you know, get on Amazon and buy all these super huge gallons of vinegar or, you know, Castile soap or whatever. But, you know, you spend a hundred dollars and then it's your recipe is all your recipes for like two years. And you're like a little chemist in the kitchen. (laughs) And they're all so smart that I will legit like print out the recipes and make everything at one time. Well, what I love about your site, and it's not just in the detox in the home, but also in your recipes and your meal plans, and even there's a whole chunk there on yoga. I mean, it's just a total catch-all, and you, you've you done the heavy lifting. Like, you've done the hard work, and you're just like, look, people, here's how you do it. Mix these oils, do this. Yeah. Love it. How would you say is the biggest, maybe unexpected way that a life of food blogging has affected you, like your day-to-day? Gosh, it's just so great. No, it's funny. My husband, I can't remember what we were talking about, but he looked at me and he was like, so you know, your job is super cush, right? 
(laughs) You realize it, right? You know. And I was like, it's funny. I paused and I was like, I mean, yeah, like how could it get any better? And he's like, okay, good. Like, I'm glad it's good. And I'm glad it's amazing for you. I just need you to know it. (laughs) I just need you to appreciate it. So yeah, I mean, just working from home, really just promoting the things that I believe in and love. That's amazingly fulfilling. And then truly I've been loving, I've been taking my blog on tour recently the past couple months and I've been able to meet people individually and kind of do many personal health consultations with them and hearing people tell me how my blog has impacted them um, and then seeing them change to a paleo diet and change their health and change their life, like all of that, like that's what's so tangibly amazing is seeing it impact individuals, you know, like you, every day I get to post to Instagram and impact thousands of people. But when it comes down to the one-on-one and like hearing individual stories, I think that's what has really blessed me the most. Oh, totally. That's so cool. Did you initiate the tour? Yeah, I did. This is like a common thread. I feel like with all these, you guys are all optimistic, positive, get out there, like make it happen. People. I love it. I just really wanted to, I just really wanted to meet people. Like, I think that's the most exciting thing of my job is, and I don't necessarily get to do that unless I instigated this tour, you know, like it's so, it's so online. It's so behind the screen that I just wanted that, you know, I wanted to meet people and, and then it's also a great place for people like, let's say you, you buy into this paleo diet, but you wanted to bring your friend. Like it's just such a warm and loving and open place to bring people to that might be skeptical and, or they might be skeptics. And then they get to learn about, you know, what's good to put in our body and what's not and how to create the best diet for them. And also about essential oils and how to use them for their personal ailments. So it's been super fun. That's awesome. You basically defined like the existence of this podcast too. <laughs> we want to bring like all these inspirational bloggers out to people, hear your voice and your stories. So have you had anybody kind of take you under your wing at all? Like during this process, any mentors in the field or Facebook group people or? Yeah, there are so many different Facebook groups. Yeah, that have been really awesome. Some for just bloggers, some for, you know, paleo and primal bloggers. I'm trying to think about specific mentors. I've actually been able to do some graphic design work for some other bloggers, which has been really fun. And mixing food and graphic design is like a dream come true. So Jennifer Robbins is of predominantly paleo. She has a million cookbooks and she's just so great overall. So I've had a couple of phone calls with her. I did some work for her and then she kind of in turn did some coaching for me and just the advice that she had because she's definitely years beyond me and blogging and I would love to have a cookbook one day soon. So just getting her advice on all of that and like, especially what do I need to focus on? You know, like what in terms of like business and making this profitable, you know, what do you focus on? Like having her advice on all of that has been really helpful. That's so helpful. Yeah. Okay. So do you ever get sick of your diet or have feelings of deprivation? Uh, No, I definitely never feel deprived on the paleo diet. And I think it's because even just the science behind eating meat, it just helps keep your body full. 
So bite one, you're thinking like, man, this is so great. I could eat a whole cow. But then by the time you get to bite eight, your body, you have hormones in the in your body that will start to tell your brain like, man, this is really checking on my boxes. You should start getting full and start eating less. So I've just really noticed in the transition to eating meat that I stay fuller longer and I really don't snack hardly at all. And even just those three meals a day and not snacking like that helps keep your hormones aligned and, and all that. And the sugar balance. You're so right. I mean, the high, high lean protein, especially for me, and then the low sugar, it's like you're just at this constant level of, oh, I feel good. Yeah, I feel great. Yeah, I'm not starving and craving donuts 24-7. Yeah, no, not. So what does your week look like as far as meal prep goes? Like, are you one of these girls that like preps everything on Sundays or do you grocery shop every day? Do you do meal service deliveries? What's that look like? Yeah. So one thing that's really helped me is I meal plan on the weekends. I ask my husband to help me. So what, you know, what are you craving this week? What would you be excited about? And I ask my kids, you know, is there anything y'all would want? with discretion, <laughs> you know, again, right. <laughs> have to write in the middle a little bit, but, um, but yeah, and then I'll usually put everything in, I'm in the Southeast. So we have Kroger and they have this thing called Clickless. So I just get my groceries online. I really think that saves me money because I'm not like, man, and then I want this bag of potato chips and this blah, blah, blah. You know, it, I really keep it to my list. So you do the grocery delivery. I've been so on the edge. To, I'm so ready to just do this. <laughs> what I do actually is I just drive to my grocery store and they put it in my car, but they also offer delivery. It's just right by my daughter's school. So I just pick it up. I think it's a little more expensive to do delivery, but I would probably still venture to say it's totally worth it. Especially with kids. I mean, it's just hard to get out of the day with everybody's nap times and transitions and all that. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, but mommy, we want bread or we want pasta or we want, you know, all the things that are like right on their height. You know, we want the cereal or whatever. So, yeah, it makes everything so much easier. And I don't necessarily uh, like chop all my veggies and prep everything. I've never really gotten into that. I'm pretty fine cooking all my meals as they come. But I would say one strategy that I totally utilize is I make bulk. So I'll make, I'll make like three meals a week and we'll have them twice, which is hilarious because I hated when my mom did this growing up. I'm like, I don't want chili again, mom. Like we had that yesterday. But like, who has time to cook? Who has time? He just said it all. <laughs> and even if you do, like, I don't want to use my time that way. Like, I enjoy cooking, but not three meals every day. Like, that's enough to burn you out. So I definitely, picking up my groceries is amazing. And then bulk cooking. <laughs> it's pretty great. Oh, love it. Okay. Awesome talking. Tedder, did you have any follow-up questions you want to ask her? Yeah, I have a question. I was curious, so five years being a vegan, what was that transition like going from vegan to paleo or Whole30? I mean, did you notice any change in your body? Yeah, I mean, it was so rough. I mean, it was rough because I didn't I didn't like meat at first. So it was, it was like every bite was a struggle. It was hard. Financially, it was a little tougher because meat's just expensive. And so, and especially, you know, being vegetarian, you know, we really wanted to source or use really high quality meat that like happy cows, happy, <laughs> happy animals and, and all that. So financially it was kind of harder because we really, really, really prioritized that. Yeah. And then cooking it, like, honestly, I had never cooked meat because I made the choice to be vegetarian in college. And so I never had to cook meat for myself. So 
even just learning how to cook. I mean, there were so many obstacles, honestly. And, but I will say that, like I said, I mean, we feel so much better. Like the energy is amazing. I was pretty constantly bloated being vegetarian just because of the, we were kind of pretty grain heavy. So I feel better now. I have way more energy. Yeah. I could never imagine going back. I was curious about that. One last question before we move on, but do you ever like have junk food days or just like days where you're not off your paleo plan or do you stick to it like all the time? I definitely don't think or agree with like the cheat day mentality. Like I'm never like I'm waking up today and having whatever the F I want, you know, like I don't, I don't have those days, but I definitely have times that I eat something that I feel like is worth it. So I think really with everyone, that's like what we have to figure out for ourselves. Like what are the things that are worth it to you? And what are the things that are worth it to me? And they're going to be different, right? Like you might think a donut's totally worth it, but it might make it might make me revive my sugar dragon for three weeks and get totally off track, you know? So I think that's a thing. And so for me, like going to a Mexican restaurant, I know that I love rice, beans, and corn. And I know that those aren't going to make me feel bad. So, you know, I'll totally eat that at a Mexican restaurant, but I'm also eating like fajitas with vegetables and guacamole and a salad and, you know, other healthier things, or there are certain desserts that I love and I feel like are worth it in certain instances. So I never like fully derail over the course of like a whole day or a week, but yeah, there are definitely things that are worth it for me. Tell us a few great tips that you can share with our listeners that might pay off for them. I think my three tips would be eat more vegetables. The cool thing about vegetables is that they're universally loved. Like if you're a vegetarian, you know to eat more vegetables. If you're paleo, you know to eat more vegetables. It's just something we should all do. So eat more vegetables, move your body in whatever way you love and will be consistent for you and sustainable for you and spread love to those around you. If I call you at 9 a.m. on any given day, what are you most likely doing? If you called me at 9 a.m., I wouldn't answer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm either dropping off my two-year-old son at school or I'm working out at the gym. What is something that people would be surprised if they know about you? So I've always been a singer. In college, I actually professionally recorded an album and I thought that that was what I was going to do with my life. Okay, you wow. can't find it. <laughs> you can't find it on iTunes. I took it off. <laughs> so, so message me if you want a CD because I have a thousand. When you unplug at the end of the night, how do you decompress? To decompress, I either love yoga or hiking or being outdoors or going to the beach or getting a massage. Who are three people you'd love to follow on Instagram? Oh man, that's hard to narrow down. Let me think. My three favorites would probably be Lee from America, Jenna's Kitchen, and Ruthie Lindsay. Excluding social media, do you have a favorite app? Hmm. Yeah, it's hard to not answer Instagram. Um, (laughs) Really, I'm really not like a huge app person. Like, I keep the same apps on my phone, but I'd say my favorite app of 2017 was definitely Audible. I just didn't want to pay for the monthly membership, but I finally just bit the bullet and did it. And I read so many amazing books. It totally changed my life. And I think if you choose the right books, uh, it can be totally worth it. 
Okay, so talking about books, what's one book that you weren't able to put down? Yeah, so my favorite book right now is called The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. And I actually listened to this book on Audible, so good timing, but so many people suggested this book to me. And I think the title can put some people off who believe in God and not quote the universe, you know? And I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus and God, but I also firmly believe that truth is truth. And I think that anyone who believes anything can be the bearer of truth. And I'm so thankful that I read this book because Gabrielle is definitely the bearer of truth. Her book just describes how to be the co-creator of your reality. And I've actually listened to it twice now. So it's a must read. Describe your perfect day. Oh, man. (laughs) I would be in Hawaii with my whole family in a gorgeous, like airy, white, on the beach vacation rental. My kids would magically sleep in, (laughs) which never happens. I'd wake up with my husband. We'd make hazelnut almond milk lattes. We'd open these beautiful French doors to the beach and feel the sea breeze. We'd spend some quiet time, you know, praying and individually setting our intentions for the day. We'd make like a crazy over-the-top paleo breakfast. Uh, We'd put on our bathing suits and go play in the ocean forever. I can play. I'm like, Ariel. I could be in the ocean all day, every day. (laughs) My husband would make a sandcastle with the kids while I go do yoga, like on the beach, preferably. We'd have a fresh lunch and grab acai bowls. So yum in Hawaii. We'd lay on the beach while the kids nap and then we'd hike after naps, come home exhausted, have a delicious dinner and everyone would go to sleep early and get the best night's sleep ever. Okay. You just totally took me there. I was right there with you. I imagined that entire day. So that was pretty great. <laughs> that not amazing? Like that's what I would do all day, every day if I could. So what is your beverage of choice in the morning and then also at night? Yeah. So my beverage of choice in the morning is definitely bulletproof coffee. So if you haven't heard of this, listen up. You have to make it using delicious coffee. That's the base. I use Vital Proteins Collagen because it's super high in protein and keeps me so full. Like I'm not even wanting lunch when lunch comes around. Fourth and Heart Vanilla Bean Ghee, life-changing. And then Califa Farms Hazelnut Better Half. So you blend all of that up. And you can also add like a Nutiva Organic MCT Oil for some brain unfogginess. I'll add all that in and blend it in your Vitamix that I can't live without and then pour into your coffee mug. And it's super frothy, super delicious. It's really high in fat and protein. So it keeps you nourished and full. Oh yeah. And then in the evening, we have a little place here called Bar Taco. It's kind of all over the US and they're expanding a ton. It's my fave. They have a drink called The Reviver. It's gin, cucumber, mint, mango, nectar, and lime juice. So this is definitely one of those times that I splurge. They're so good. So what city has you shedding a tear when you have to leave? So this isn't the question, but my answer is just all of Italy. (laughs) I studied abroad in Italy. I've been to Italy three or four times four times, three times. I love everything about it. Every city I've ever been to has my heart. And every time I have to leave Italy, I just bawl crying. (laughs) I love it so much. Do you have a Netflix addiction that you're into right now? So here I am being a rebel again. So not Netflix, but on YouTube TV, I've been catching up on This Is Us. Millions of people told me to watch it. I finally watched it and I cry every single episode. It's Of it is, course you do. <laughs> it is the best show 
on TV. It's the best show on TV. Who would you love to have coffee with? Oh, man. I think I'd love to have coffee with Melissa Hartwig of The Whole 30. I got to meet her in Atlanta this past month, which was awesome. But even just to say thank you, you know, she's such a huge part of why I get to do what I do. And she's just so funny and entertaining. I think she'd be a fun coffee date. Do you have any beauty products that we can find in your bag at all times? Oh, yes. Especially being a mom of two, I need concealer. (laughs) Those bags (laughs) under my eyes. I was on the search for clean beauty for a long time and I found beauty counters. So now it's pretty much exclusively what I use. They have a touch up skin concealer pin. It's in like a little click pin with a little brush at the end. So I'm not a huge makeup wearer, as you can tell in my Instagram stories, but When I do wear makeup, if I have to do one thing, that's what I do. I keep my concealer pen on me. I reapply under my eyes. I just think it brightens your whole face. Do you have a celebrity crush? (laughs) I definitely don't have a celebrity crush, unfortunately. I... Like, firstly, I'm notoriously super bad at knowing celebrities. Like, I don't know who they are, what they look like, what they're in. I'm so bad. And secondly, I'm married to my celebrity crush. You'll rarely see him make an appearance on social media, but he's a celebrity to me. (laughs) Do you have a song currently on repeat? Oh, yeah. So in our household forever, because this is not a new song, we've been singing That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. <laughs> so it's just so ironic. And I love it because of the irony, because my husband is the most frugal human being alive. In another, in another world, he would have been a financial planner. So we're just so tight with our money. And that's his favorite song. <laughs> so he's like, you know, the champagne on ice and like heading to Puerto Rico. It's just hilarious that he loves this song. And then my kids know like every word and they talk about strawberry champagne and it's just the silliest. Who's your girl crush? If you have one. Hmm. So yeah, I do have a girl crush, which is kind of funny. Um, Rachel Brayton. So she's yoga underscore girl on Instagram. I have followed her from the very beginning of her Instagram account. And she now has 2 million followers on Instagram. She lives in Aruba, does yoga all day, every day, has such an impact on the world. And her podcast is amazing. What's the best gift you've ever received? Ooh, so we're not huge gifts people, but my husband this past birthday, my birthday, September 2nd, and he came home and I was like, just one of those days. I was like totally in sweats, probably had like spit up on my sweat, like just wasn't looking so hot. And he walked in home early and he was like, babe, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? What am I doing? He's like, we got to go. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, we're taking the kids to my mom's house. And you know, my, my calendar like pops up in my brain. I'm like, what? No, we're not. He's like, yeah, we're taking the kids to my mom's house and I'm taking you out for your birthday. And I was like, what? I, I just started immediately crying. I was like, so I just felt so loved. So we went to one of our favorite restaurants here in Decatur, right outside of Atlanta. He took me to like a little coffee shop that just feels like you're in Paris. We actually went to a glass blowing demonstration and got to make our own faces. And then all of my friends were there at the end to surprise me. And so Gosh, it's not like a tangible gift, but I've definitely, there's hardly any other experiences where I felt so loved. And what about the best gift you've ever given? Oh, that's a tough one (sighs) because I'm not that great at gifts. Again, 
I think the best gift I ever gave was my husband's wedding ring. So my dad had a class ring. He went to the University of Kentucky and he wore it all day, every day. And he let me have it to make a wedding ring for my husband. So my best friend was in a jewelry class at UGA and she made a mold and she melted my dad's ring and made a ring for my husband. And it was a surprise. And so, yeah, it was super meaningful to him, especially that it came from my dad's ring and that my best friend made it. So one last question, what's the greatest life advice you have ever received? I think it would have to be a quote. So it's nothing I've ever really specifically, no one specifically told me this, but I think this is my favorite quote. Your vocation in life is where your greatest joy meets the world's greatest need. And that's by Frederick Beekner. That's what I tell everybody all the time. Like, I'm just so blessed that I get to, you know, share health and wellness with the world. And I think that's definitely something the world needs. So I love helping people decide what to do with their lives because it can be anything that you love and the world needs. I love that. Okay. Well, before we let you go, why don't you tell everyone where we can find you online and on social media? Totally. So you can find me on Instagram at all of you whole. That's like all of that you eat. O-L-I-V-E-Y-O-U-W-H-O-L-E. You can find me on Facebook, all of you whole. And then my blog is all of you whole.com. Okay. Well, Caroline, it's been such a joy having you on today and getting to know so much more about you. And we just want to thank you for coming on and being a guest. Thank you so much. The pleasure is all mine. Okay. Well, take care and we'll be following you online. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, Jade. So that was great talking to Caroline. And just like we'd like to get to know her as usual, we want to tell everybody a little bit about you and I. So why don't you tell me what would people be surprised to know about you? Hmm. Probably my 12-year Air Force career. I went to test pilot school, Edwards Air Force Base, California. I got to fly in the backseat of F-16s and T-38s and a whole bunch of different aircrafts. And I'm a total space nerd and following SpaceX on TV, wanted to be an astronaut, applied twice. So (laughs) this is a pretty big departure for me career-wise, but loving it equally in different ways. Yeah. Well, I think what you did before was pretty legit, but this works nicely into a family life since you're raising two kids now. (laughs) Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Tedra, tell us if you have a recipe that shows up in your weekly rotation. So I wouldn't really call it a recipe, but it's just part of a staple for me each week or not each week, maybe about once a month, but I make what I call my little chicken nuggets. (laughs) I go to Trader Joe's, I buy like eight packs of chicken tenders and then I come home and I trim them and then I cut them up into nugget sizes. And then just with a little citrus juice and olive oil and seasoning, I grill them up. It takes me about three hours, but I end up with a month supply of these chicken little nuggets I put on cauliflower bowls at night or chop up cold on my salads during the day. They're like always in my freezer. And when I run out, I I hate it, but they're delicious. I'm going to just tell you guys too, Tedra sometimes sends me little video clips of her making these on request because I'm always trying to duplicate it. They look so good. There's like this glaze over the top and I'm assuming it it's because of the citrus, I think, but whoa. Yeah. There's nothing in them. I mean, they're, they're whole 30. There's nothing in them. I mean, it really is probably just the orange juice so it caramelizes just a tad and so it gives it a nice glaze but it's delicious yum 
So we want to thank everyone for listening today. And if you like the show, we would love for you to head over to iTunes and give us a positive review. You can find us at wegettoknow.com or you can sign up for our newsletter. And on social media, we are at wegettoknow. Head over to Instagram. We would love to hear from you and get your opinions on guests and show ideas. Our music is provided by the talented Blake Atwell of 1916, Studio 1916, that is. That's here in Austin, Texas. And until next time, everybody take care as we continue to get to know all of our favorite influencers and bloggers. <laughs>